This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 95. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I've been reading a book called Anything You Want by writer and entrepreneur Derek Sievers. In 1998, Derek created CD Baby, an online music selling platform, which he sold for $22 million 10 years later. Here's a Derek Sievers quote I love and do my best to live by. In a world of distraction, single tasking is a superpower. And here's another Derek quote that relates specifically to this episode. If more information was the answer, then we'd all be billionaires with perfect abs. It's a clear message. It's not so much what you know, but what you do consistently. And you'll find all the relevant links and more information in the show notes for this episode at topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 95. I don't think anyone is immune from distractions. You can start the day with the very best of intentions, only to wake up 45 minutes later after disappearing down a social media wormhole or another pointless task that leads you nowhere. For so many agents, their biggest challenge is staying true to a commitment and doing what they know they need to do instead of signing up for the hope offered by yet another real estate training seminar, a Facebook advertising campaign or a free webinar. The power of focus and avoiding distractions, or single tasking as Derek calls it, is something that's helped many of my coaching client agents in so many ways. I'm fortunate to work with some pretty amazing people. And when we start out, I find many are painfully close to achieving the financial career and business goals they've been striving for, but spin their wheels month after month because they get seduced by empty promises and time-sucking distractions. I've actually found that this is by far the biggest barrier to success, So we've developed a strategy to virtually eliminate distractions by setting up a simple plan and leveraging the power of accountability. And I have to say, it's pretty amazing what you can do when someone else is relying on you to do it. When it comes to distractions, I'm the first to admit there's some pretty good real estate training content out there. But why not be distracted by the proven actions that actually produce results? For example, how distracting is the lure and promise of creating an annual GCI of more than $2 million. Would that get you up early, distraction-free and focused? I've just listened back to my interview for this episode twice and totally rewritten the introduction. I was going to tell you how my guest doesn't focus on commission earned or even the number of listings and sales, but I think he'll do a better job. My role is to listen and ask good questions. In fact, the specific subject of his focus might surprise you but it will make sense when you discover how many loyal contacts he's attracted and how many he keeps. And we all know time is money, and when it's gone, it's gone. So what's my point? Why not set up an exciting plan and focus on the result-producing tasks that make it happen? The cool thing about the digital economy is that you can outsource at least 50% of your current workload and focus on the things that make it happen. I'm helping my private coaching clients do this all the time. But right now, I'm going to hand over the coaching to one of Australia's top agents to not only share his strategies, but the real secrets behind his success. 
Adrian Bow was handpicked and personally trained by John McGrath and is now recognised as one of Australasia's top agents and auctioneers. With over 25 years' experience, Adrian is a sought-after industry trainer and speaker. He's presented at the Australian Real Estate Conference, or ARIC, on four occasions and shared the stage with people like Sir Richard Branson, Bob Wolf, Tom Ferry and James Tostevin. He's a senior partner at McGrath Coogee in Sydney, which is one of the top offices in the McGrath Network and oversees a team of 37. But wait, there's more. Check this out. He's consistently in the country's top 10 agents. He's the number one agent in New South Wales, industry-wide. He's been the senior McGrath auctioneer for 20 years, and he's been among the top four agents earning the most commission in the McGrath network nationwide on 12 occasions. And Adrian would never name drop, but I will. Some of his past clients include former Miss Universe, Jennifer Hawkins, Hollywood actor, Richard Roxburgh, and movie director, Baz Luhrmann. And make sure you listen out for Adrian's pre-listing appointment phone script. It's something you'll want to start using today. My first question to Adrian was, what advice would he give to someone brand new to real estate? Ray, I, I, I think, you know, we're talking about sales, obviously, residential yep. sales. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, you know, one thing I did very early on in my career, which which has, has uh, certainly um, served well for me uh, up until today, is that I decided that every person I met that owned a piece of real estate, regardless if they were looking to sell or not, I, I made sure I created a database um, and I had a KPI from day one uh, monthly to add to that database. And then I created a nurturing program uh, by phone, email, and uh, even face-to-face to ensure that uh, I'm not only growing, but also nurturing that database. So I think that's crucial because you know, I coach a lot of agents, as you know, yep. um, Ray, and you know, you know, we might be into year three, year four, year, year 15 sometimes, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll take an x-ray on their business and then find out that there's, you know, 400 people on their database, you know, and it's just, it's just unacceptable, you know. So really, if someone's looking to enter into the industry and ensure that they're going to be in it for the long term and create a resilient model uh, and, and, and certainly a sustainable model, then, then database, even as cliche as it sounds, it, it really is vital. But it, it needs to be a religion. You know, you, yeah. every single person you talk to uh, that's inquiring on property, either via email or phone or your immediate network, network of, 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 uh, of uh, family, friends, um, anyone coming through an open for inspection, um, anyone in the local shops, you know, literally anyone that owns real estate, um, you know, create a KPI. It might only be, you know, 10 or 20 a month to start with. Mine's, mine's 150 a month now, but that, that, that wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know, sort of 10 years ago. But um, I, when I think you say, many, Adrian, when you say, sorry, 150, 150 yeah. what? Sorry, just to clarify. That's 150 people that own real estate. Yep. Uh, I, I have to identify each month and gotcha. every month gotcha. Thank uh, you. To, to place into my database. I know that if I do that, that's, that is the, uh, the lifeblood of my business. I know if I do that and then I've got 
checklists and processes and I've got an outstanding listing presentation and I know if I've got, uh, you know, great customer service, you know, to every person I meet, I, I know that, that the foundations are set by having that database. But but building and nurturing simultaneously is, is vital. Yeah, okay. Well, I... I know that you've got a you've got a pretty big reputation for for your listing presentation skills, and I want to get into that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I saw a Tom Panos uh, interview with you. I want to say last year, uh, and mm-hmm. I think am I right in saying that you've got over twelve thousand contacts? Eighteen thousand. Eighteen. All right. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was a couple of years ago. So <laughs> yeah, that's so, okay. Um, Okay, so and and before we go any further, if you want to check out Adrian's coaching page, check out it's go to Adrian Bow. That's Adrian Bow B O dot com, and you can learn all about it there. I'm going to put all of these links in the show notes so people can check it out. But um, sure, people like you and me and any other trainer mm-hmm. that you would speak to have been saying for so long how important it is to build a database, to build some contacts, yeah. because as you just yeah. said, it's the lifeblood of your business and. Yeah. And I've done the same thing to you. I've gone to offices and I've spoken to people who've been in business for 10 or 12 years and they've got yeah. 80 or 90 contacts that they're they're actually quite proud of and it's yeah. obviously not going to cut it. But why are people why do you think people um ignore that advice when it's when it's so prevalent and so common? It's a good question, Ray, and and the main reason is uh firstly they just they just don't realize that um, they're trying to build a model for the long term. What, what I mean by that is sort of 10, 15, 20 years. They're, most agents are just focused on low-hanging fruit, okay? Yep. So yep. what will happen is they've got four live listings, which is great. Um, they, they're getting uh, extreme traction, both in terms of inquiry, open houses, callbacks, etc. But what's happening is they're not sort of squeezing the lemon if you like or really leveraging off those off those four listings by ensuring that every single person that calls sure you need to answer their inquiry about bedrooms bathrooms you know description of the house and open for inspection but at the end of that phone call uh, there needs to be a question around do you live in the area are you planning to sell what I'm going to do is send you my business card that way in the event you look to buy or sell in the future you'll be able to give me a call and I'll be your area specialist so that's basically Basically, a euphemism for saying you're going on my database, but yep. you're not mentioning the word database. Yep. Um, it's also it's also sort of code, if you like, for you know I'll, I'll be contacting you once a year, and you'll be surprised. We're not trying to trick people, but um, you'll be surprised. Very few people actually unsubscribe because if you're giving them quality information and they own a, a property in Coogee or Ramwick, for example, and you're providing you know great information about pro- prices in that area lifestyle in that area, like I do a lot of blogging as well through my other real estate page website, which is adrianboteam.com.au. Yep. Um, so I'm blogging every fortnight. So if I'm, I'm, I'm providing quality information and I own a piece of real estate in that area, then I, I, I do want to be in the database, even though I'm not going to tell you that to start with. So I think the first reason that agents don't focus on it, Ray, is, is they're focused very much on low-hanging fruit and the listings they've got in front of them, okay. which is great. Yep. And, and and what what's what's happening is they they're doing some some um, short term activities such as callbacks etc. But but they're just not putting the icing on the cake and asking the question 
at the end of each conversation, you live in the area, what I'm going to do is send you my business card. So that that's just making sure that they are going in that database because, frankly, if you've got four live listings, you could be you could be exposed to, uh, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 people a month that actually own real estate and uh, you've really got to leverage off that because what will happen, and as you know, Ray, and, and a lot of coaches know, is this roller coaster ride in terms of income that most agents ride whereby four listings one month and then zero listings uh, two months after that. Yep. And the main reason, the main reason for that is that in database or prospect enough, 60 days ago. So the only reason we don't have enough listings today is we didn't database or prospect enough 60 days ago. And it's usually at the time when we've actually got stock and got listings and we just didn't leverage off the moment enough because we're very focused on on commission and sales and listings rather than, okay, where are my listings going to come from in three, five, seven years time? So that's the mentality we all need to adopt. Okay. Okay. Well, I think you're spot on with that. And before we before we move off that, your your you've set your key performance indicator at, at attracting 150 new contacts each month. Where are they yeah. coming from, Adrian? I, I I guess they're coming from open homes and buyer inquiries, etc. But can you can we unpack yeah. can we unpack that just a little? Of course, yeah, absolutely. So the obvious one is is buyer in, phone inquiry. Uh-huh. It might sound obvious, but the phone call that most agents uh, will take sounds sounds like this. You know, oh, thanks, Adrian. Um, you know, I just just inquiring about the property just to see what time it's open for inspection. Oh, you know, terrific! It's open eleven to eleven thirty. It's a great apartment. Look forward to seeing it. See you later. But um, you know, at the end of that. Discussion, you really need to make it a religion to ask the question. Okay, so that's the obvious one. Email inquiries with phone numbers. It blows my mind the amount of agents that are just replying uh, via email on listings they've got that's got a phone number and they're not actually calling and actually, um, you know, leveraging off that and see if there is a, a, an opportunity there. Um, so that's another obvious one. Um, the at open for inspections and callbacks simultaneously. So obviously you're exposed to people that you're open for inspections, callbacks, and auctions. I'm amazed at at, at people that have on-site auctions and and they're not taking names and numbers yeah. at the actual auction itself. You know, yeah. so that blows my mind. So there's there's some examples, and also post-sale calls. You know, sort of you know when I didn't have any open for inspections to to create this data from. The obvious thing was just calling people, you know, through RP data and just saying, look, you know, my colleagues have sold. Uh, a property in your street or around the corner or I've just sold a property, you know, two two streets down, just seeing if you're looking to buy or sell. No, great. What I'll do is I'll send you my business card. That's a new contact. So, look, you know, I, I, I've done the the uh, scenario with a lot of agents and it's, 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 it's amazing when you actually put the numbers on the board, how many contacts they, they can actually be exposed to that could own real estate. So, you know, I would say 50 minimum for any for any agent as, as a KPI to identify people that own real estate per okay. month. Okay, 50 per month. Um, yeah. Let me rewind one more thing. So uh, because mm-hmm. because there is this reluctance, and I think it's around when it's delivered poorly, but but there's this reluctance yeah. obviously from, from a potential buyer, a potential seller or Joe Public or whoever. There's a reluctance to leave your name with an agent. What what kind of a script if I if I walked into to uh, to a could you open uh, an Adrian Bose there mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. uh, how would that go you'd say hi how you doing I'd say great and how are you going to get my name and number yeah. 
Okay, so first, you know, I've been I've been training, you know, my immediate team for years around this, and I I've found just through years of experience the best process and dialogue, and it's simple. It's the very first thing is is you've got to have a brochure in your hand, and you've got to introduce yourself, and simultaneously provide them that brochure and say, "Good morning, my name's Adrian. Here's a brochure for you. Do you mind if I have your name and your daytime uh, contact number, sir or madam?" Okay. Um, okay. So I, I find that if I'm giving information and Immediately introducing myself, being courteous, using sir and madam. I've got, I've got to say, Ray, I, I would say probably one one in a hundred have, have said that they're, they're not going to provide their, their name and number. I think if you're just standing there, leaning against the wall, um, saying, oh, g'day, mate, yeah, can I I'll just grab, grab, grab your name there, you know, then it's probably going to be, you know, one in ten that yeah. don't want to give their name and number. Yeah. So I think I think you've just got to adopt a mentality of, okay, well, this is it's, it's, a, it's an, a, an attitude of abundance, um, um, information, um, courteous, you know, being courteous, being humble. Uh, I think it's all combined, you know, because a lot of people, they, they might create an expectation already. They turn up to an open house and they're already thinking, oh, you know, who's this agent? You know, he's, he's probably got a bit of a chip on his shoulder or whatever. But, you know, if you show immediate humility and professionalism, I, I don't think there's any sensible reason why someone wouldn't wouldn't leave their details. Yeah, well, you've got to uh, you've got to give something to get something. And, and that uh, Correct. scenario you've yeah. just pointed out, that is perfect. So uh, that's exactly right. And yeah, there's a reason that it's 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 at with that exact formula because I've had a lot of immediate team members come to me saying, "Oh, I couldn't get their name and number." And you know, I'll say, "Well, what, did you offer them a brochure? Did you introduce your name and, and number?" You know, uh, and so it's not a coincidence. No. Okay. What is your most productive prospecting method? Would you say? Is there a, okay, because you're so, communi- you're communicating with uh, with your I'm going to call them warm contacts now all the time. So I'd imagine you're hard mailing, you're email, you're SMSing, you're phone calling. Is there something that stands out as far as productivity goes uh, above the others? Yes. Okay, so the the two main groups that I'm dealing with is is pipeline sellers. So these are people that were you know entered into the database you know yesterday or ten years ago that that have suggested that that, that you know they may look to do something at some point. So that that is one on one phone phone contact. Yep. Uh, what I'm also finding though, um, uh, Ray, is you know sometimes you'll leave a message and say, look, it's Adrian Bow from McGraw. We spoke a while back. I'm just touching base to see if you were considering buying or selling. I had a great result in your street, please give me a call when you're free on eight six double two four five double two. So what'll happen is that still to me is 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 a dial and that's a connect for me because yep. it's a touch point. When someone wakes up in ten months time and decides to to uh, actually sell, I know I'll be on the shopping list not because of that individual phone call in isolation, but because of that message, because of a DL card, because of an, an, a monthly newsletter they receive, because of uh, a editorial that was in the paper. So there's that real ubiquitous type of marketing that, that needs to take place. There's not one particular um, process in isolation that's going to be effective, but I know that if I just leave that message and then do everything else correctly, that, that I'll be at least on the shopping list, you know, when, when that day comes, yep. okay? Yep. Uh, what I'm also finding works is is 
that message that I've left, very rarely will they call back, but I'm less concerned about that because I know that I've left it. Um, but what I'm doing is doing some personal uh, emailing. So they're still getting the monthly newsletter, but after leaving that message, what I'm finding is just tap out a real quick uh, personal email uh, just to say, I just left you a message, just touching base to see if you were looking to buy or sell. And I'm finding that the response rate on, on a personal email like that um, is probably around 7 out of 10. And, and the return Oh, phone good. call rate is probably about a two out of ten. Okay. Um, okay. So that's working really well. And that way I can still update my database because most people, they've got their inbox in front of them all day and they're just tapping out emails and they might just tap back saying, look, not yet, but give us a call in six months. So that way, you know, I can immediately update my database and move on, move on to the next one. So phone and some personal uh, one-on-one email. Still, still do your email newsletter because that's just got some, some information in there like recent sales and, and uh, you know, your, 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 your blogs, et cetera. But that personalized emailing I'm finding, Ray, in particular lately has worked very well. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 70% uh, and, uh, return rate is, uh, response is, rate. is impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great. Yeah, and this, the second group that we're dealing with, so Pipeline Sales is the first. Second group I'm dealing with is past clients. So these are people right. that have... Bought, bought or sold real estate through me over the last, you know, 20, 25 years or so. So that's a little bit more personalized. They will get a call and an email on the anniversary date of the transaction. And, you know, I, I don't make a huge issue of it, but just, just call and say, Ray, just want to let you know, you know, it was today, five years ago, that you, you, you bought your house. You may not be aware. Uh, I love what you, you know, I've driven past. I love what you've done with the, with the, uh, with the fence and the garden, et cetera. How are you going? Looking at any investments? Um, yeah, that that's the type of dialogue. Okay. Um, so that's annually um, on on the anniversary date. So I think unless you're doing minimum of those two things, plus having one of your team members, or if you're on your own, uh, doing some post sale calls or post or post listing calls through RP Data, which is a colder type of call. Unless you're doing those three things as a minimum, mate, I just think you're going to get left behind. Okay, okay. I'll get. I want to get talk about uh, your blog a little more in a sec, but. Uh, just sure. while we're on email, um, you write a regular blog. I checked it out, and I'll put I'll put the link to uh, to that in the show notes as well. But do you send yeah. that out to your to your eighteen thousand contacts? Uh, they will receive that, yes, because I'm doing a monthly newsletter, okay. and that is just one of a few things uh, that are that are on that newsletter. So okay. the blog, in addition to recent sales, uh, in addition to current listings, in addition to you know, say the McGrath magazine, etc. So yeah, it is one of the verticals that I'll, I'll use on, okay. on on that newsletter. Correct. Okay. Um, I mentioned before you you're well known for your your listing presentation success uh, and. I don't want to give. I don't want you to give away all of your secret sauce, of course. But can you take us through the process a little bit? Maybe your pre-listing kit, what's involved, and and around the actual process of the presentation. Sure, sure. Firstly, it's important um, for everyone to understand that my objective with a listing is to is to firstly qualify the uh, phone call right. to ensure that. Uh, I'm aware that this is actually a listing appointment and not a market appraisal because okay. they are two very different things. Okay, so yep. um, if if I've if I've taken the phone call or I've made the phone call and they want to set the appointment up, the very first question I ask 
as part of my pre-listing questionnaire is, have you made a decision to definitely place your property on the market? Okay. okay. If the answer is yes, then everything that I'm going to you know, tell you from now on uh, falls under the category of a listing appointment and not a market appraisal. Okay. okay? Yep. Um, so... The, then there's another bunch of, of very short, professional, mature questions which, which, which I'll ask on that phone call, such as, you know, will all the title owners be at, at the property? Could you provide me a brief, a brief description of the property? Uh, when did you buy it? Have you added any value to it? Um, and, uh, how, you know, will you be inviting other agents? If so, when will they, when will they be coming through, et cetera? So there's some, some sort of sensible questions that, that, that I'll run through. Um, now, what what everyone's got to realise is my objective is to actually gain instructions at the appointment itself if it is a listing appointment. I, I don't have a two-stage approach. Um, my my objective is to at least attempt to, to, to get instructions on the day. It doesn't, doesn't always happen, but at least I've made that decision up front. Yes. So that, that those questions do support that. Um, and then I will send some information in advance. Um, now, again, the objective of this information information is not uh, is not just for vanity or to just to promote my, or self promotion. This is this is some some serious uh, documentation in order for them to be able to make a decision uh, when I meet with them. So it's a copy of a draft agency agreement. It's two marketing uh, uh, tailored campaigns. Um, it's some testimonials. It's rate by agent link. Um, so there's some serious information for them to be able to peruse prior to me meeting with them. Um, and then once I arrive at the port appointment it's it's very much a tour of the property and building rapport at the same time so i'm seeking touch points during that tour i.e football jerseys school photos etc and then sitting down um uh, and going through an agenda uh which is very much based on process timing um price marketing and commission so i'll i'll uh, disclose that agenda up front um so i'm not reacting i'm very proactive and then and then at the end of that agenda i'll ask the question which is is there any reason you cannot provide me with instructions to sell today so we can get started for you tomorrow so that's that. That's a three-stage approach, which I've summarised for you very briefly. But yes, thank that's you. effectively what what it looks like, Ray. Okay, thank you. Uh, I noticed that that you've engaged them very solidly on that initial phone call um, with, with with your questions. Is that something you've always done, or have you have you practiced that? Uh, as have you found that it's increased your strike rate? Well, I've, I've always done it because, you know, the mistake a lot of agents make and, and what I would have made early on is um, is mistaking a listing appointment for a market appraisal. Now, it still means you go to a market appraisal, but that, that sounds more like, oh, Adrian, I just, just want to get an idea at this stage. I haven't made any decisions. Uh, I'm probably not really looking to sell at this stage, but I noticed you, you saw one up the road. But Great. That's still one of my two to four face-to-face appointments uh, per day that I, that, I, that I need to fulfil. Um, so of course I'll go to that, but but I won't as ask as much uh, uh, detail around questions up front in terms of you know what sort of price expectation, how many agents, etc. And I certainly won't send as much detailed information up front either. Um, so yes, that's something that's very important because the mistake a lot of agents make is they'll they'll bombard. Only 
owners with uh, information when really they just want to get a general appraisal. But that, that appraisal is still very important because it's one of your, your many database contacts and then you'll send a thank you card and you'll database them to call in three to six months. So, but they're two very different things. Okay, okay. From a marketing, mm. from a marketing perspective, what, what would you mm. consider is your, your USP or, or your unique selling proposition? Why are people choosing you over over the competition? It's a good question. Um, the first the first one that I usually discuss with owners is that I, I do act as the agent and the auctioneer. So right. there's, there there is a very high degree of intimacy both around the property um, and the buyers and also the vendors for that matter. Um, I'm just not a stranger turning up five minutes before the auction with the most important job in the room yep. um, and and not just going to get paid, you know, the auction fee, win, lose or draw, regardless if the price sells or not, you know. So, um that that that's that that is a, 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 a quite quite a, a solid USP if you like in my opinion and yep, and you know, clients do yeah clients do respond to that quite well. Um, the other thing is that uh, you know it's not just me that they're employing; they're employing my immediate team. So, like any sales professional uh, or any professional for that matter, there's there's an immediate team of people that do support them. So, I'll explain up front that I've got Charlotte, who's an absolute expert in marketing, administration, uh, and 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 getting the campaigns you know up and running. I've got uh, Harrison with Works with me, who's not not my assistant; he's my co-agent. So, both of our details will be on the signboard, advertising, uh, internet, etc. Um, so that's just my immediate team. And then you've got the whole support of the whole McGrath Eastern Suburbs, so Maroubra office, Coogee office, uh, like um, an Edgecliff office. Yep. And then, you know, the unique thing about uh, our brand is that we've got one website, one buyer database, one McGrath magazine. So, you know, you need, to, you need to have individual points of difference, but you need to believe in your brand as well, you know. You know, and you need to be able to to advise clients. You know what what are the benefits of your brand? I mean, it, it, my dialogue has changed a lot. I mean, I've been with McGrath 25 years. So 20, 23 years ago, it was, hey, you know, we're a boutique operation, one office, you know, all, all, all my, uh, uh, you know, all my attention and all my uh, three other agents in the office attention is going to be with your property. So you got to sell what you got. Right, you know, yeah. so and your dialogue yeah. needs to evolve. Um, and, and again, we're not here to trick people. We're just here to to be, you got to believe in it to, to start with. You, you you don't say anything that you don't believe. And and you know, 24 years ago, I believed in that boutique approach. Now I believe in in um, in in a large brand yeah. offering resources, infrastructure, uh, social media, database. You know, so there's a whole 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 bunch of stuff that you can easily sell. So yeah, a USP both individually and on behalf of your brand, I think, is vital, and you need to be able to answer that when when asked. Otherwise, you really don't deserve the business. Yeah, you don't. You, you can't sit there like a deer in the headlights, or you're gone. Yeah, and it's a common <laughs> question. People yeah. don't realise how common that question is. You yeah. know. Yeah, got to have something mm. ready. Adrian, tell me about mm. tell me about your auction strategy, if you would, and specifically around because. The markets are changing in many places in Australia and NZ at the moment, and mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm interested in, in in and prices are changing and and etc. I'm interested in your strategy around managing your owner's expectations during the campaign leading up to uh, the day. 
sure, sure, sure. Okay, so I'm my and, and this is no disrespect to what you've just said or any of your listeners, but a changing market to me is is a bit of a fallacy because my approach uh, does not does not alter um, in in whether prices are, are, are going well or prices okay. are not going so well. Yep. So so it, my my approach and my system, if you like, is is indiscriminate of pricing. Um, it's indiscriminate of a a solid or not so solid market or a changing market. So the reason I say that is because what we do is we have the com- re- sensible and realistic conversation up front with, with the vendor with comparable sales. Um, I realise that between that date and the auction date, especially recently, you know, prices and and uh, markets can evolve and change. But again, I was doing this approach, you know, um, three, four years ago when the market was, was you know, uh, arguably stronger than it is today. Yeah. And that is that you have a sensible conversation around price when you list it. Then you set up weekly face-to-face appointments with your vendor right up until the auction date. Um, and you send weekly reports to them as well. And on each of those face-to-face appointments, what you're touching on is price presentation and marketing because, frankly, if you're on or off track on any campaign and if there was any signs to our business, you can actually tangibly uh, focus on price presentation and marketing and adjust them if necessary. And the course of a campaign can alter dramatically um, within within a very short period of time. So, you know, the, the mistake a lot of agents make is they'll own only discuss all of these things at the reserve meeting. In fact, a lot of agents only have one meeting, which is the reserve meeting, yeah. uh, which is a couple of days before the auction, which is way too late. You know, so you've got to set it up at the listing and say, look, you know, I'm going to call you after the first inspection on Saturday, uh, Ray. And frankly, if there's if there's less than six buyers that come through, when we meet next Tuesday or Wednesday at our uh, weekly meeting, we, we're going to really need to tackle price presentation and marketing. But the good news is that we can adjust one or or all of them and the campaign can alter in in terms of its course all right um now if we if i call you ray on saturday and there's you know 30 40 groups or 50 groups through we'll also have a chat but uh because we, we may have to make some adjustments because that 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 might mean that uh, a couple of those things are out but for opposite reasons so you've already you've already set the expectation that things can be changed you've already put a number in the head and for your listeners ray that number might look different and it might be 10, 12, or 4. Um, but, you know, on Saturday, they're waiting there with bated breath, knowing that, hey, you know, if, if there's less than six people, I know when we catch up on Tuesday, we might have to do some more print media. We may have to uh, review our strategy on pricing. If, if, if the feedback from buyers is a bit lower, uh, we might have to do some styling. So, you know, the, 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 the vendor, uh, if they're, pragmatic, which, you know, most of the clients I'm dealing with are, and if they're realistic and sensible about the approach, then they really want to have that, that, that conversation on the Tuesday or Wednesday. And all I do is ask them, say, Ray, this Saturday, let's put the auction aside for a moment and the price aside, but this Saturday coming, do you want to see more than six people come come through the house, yes or no? And usually yeah. the answer is yes and say, great, yeah. let's get into it. Let's review price presentation and marketing. And, and here are some, here's three case studies um, which which we've adjusted these, these points and uh, we went from, you know, four four buyers on a Saturday with no contracts out 
to the same property, the same piece of real estate, the same market environment within seven days to the following Saturday having, you know, 21 groups through and three contracts issued. Yeah. So that doesn't yeah. just happen by chance. What we did is we uh, we adjusted the price guide uh, in accordance with the buyer feedback. We we did some uh, some print media. We changed the photos around a bit. We ch- we uh, um, uh, adjusted that study to maybe another third bedroom. So there's, there's things you can do. But you've got to actually have that conversation up front at the listing. Otherwise, unfortunately, it's seen as a conditioning process, which is which is a terrible word in my opinion. And yeah, I don't I even I don't even think it should it should exist because w- what I've just explained is not conditioning by any means. It's it's sensible, professional, pragmatic recommendations in order to get a property sold in 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 sure what might be a changing market, but it's still an extremely strong market. What people tend to forget is is okay. Their property might be worth 1.6 today. Sure, three months ago it might have been 1650, but you know, 18 months ago it was probably worth 1.35. You know, so the the, the sort of growth that they've achieved within a, a couple of years is significant, and it's it's a rising and lowering tide. Most of my clients are buying and selling in the same environment, so yep. what we yep. need to usually do is focus on the net difference rather than the the the, the actual price itself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you for your time. And anybody listening to this, uh, you can check out Adrian's site, which is adrianbow.com. And also check out, and I want to talk about this just before we, before we wind up, Adrian, if you don't mind, your, your, yeah. your blog. And you can check that out, guys, at adrianbowteam.com.au. Um, I'm delighted yeah. to see that you've, I was doing a bit of stalking or re- online research, should I say, uh, before our call. And uh, mm. back in April, I think you, you've started a blog and, and some great – I just want to read some of these headings because the examples are good. Um, real estate trends, what's on the cards for Sydney, quick guide to buying and selling. Um, I, I like this one, top six family-friendly parks in Sydney's eastern, eastern suburbs. Um, yeah. Some great content that, that you've written here. Um, it's only mm. been, I guess, a few months or where are we, April, May, six months – have you started to see any any cut through or traction from from your blogging as yet? I have, I have, but it's it's probably more an I- I indirect uh, response. It's a, no one's called me directly and said, "Look, I, I read your blog. Can you come and list my house?" But right. in saying that, when when people three years ago were were putting big ads in the, the Wentworth and Southern Courier with their big faces on it, you know, I don't think anyone directly called them and said, "You know, I saw the, your beautiful face. Can you come and list my property?" You know, so <laughs> it's 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 one, it's 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 but the 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 um the the latter is is uh is probably a, a little bit more of a uh, community uh, approach and providing providing a li- little bit more information where the other can be quite quite self-promoting you know um but look we're, we're in a minefield of social media and the blogging that i'm doing you know obviously we're promoting through social media etc and and it's a bit of a minefield where where you've got to work out you know why you're doing it um who's your audience um and and what your what your objective is you know and and frankly you know just putting a post up with a, a sold sticker you know uh, and then getting 30 likes off it i mean I mean, that that's just vanity metrics. Those thirty likes, there's, yeah. no, there's not yeah. really 
going to amount to anything, you know. Okay. Um, but, you know, blogging and, and yeah, if, if, I, if I lived in, you know, North Ramwick and I saw, you know, six of the best parks in the area and I thought, okay, that's great. So it, it really is one of those other touch points which I spoke of um, earlier, Ray. You know, I, I'm not really doing it to hope to, to get 10 more listings. I'm, I'm doing it to really improve the quality of information that's going to the marketplace and, and hopefully the uh, my, my, my client base are reading and saying, okay, well, that's that to me is a little bit more value add than uh, you know seeing seeing an agent's face on on the side of the bus or something like that. Yes, and course, and you know th- 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 this agent seems to be interested in the community. This agent seems to uh, to have some knowledge uh, about the community. Um, so you know if and when I decide to to, to sell, I'll uh, I'll put put him on the shopping list. So I suppose yeah, it's twofold. One is information. Two is yeah, there's that indirect hope that that we are on the shopping list, you know, when it comes to it. But but that ubiquitous type of marketing, I think, is really important where you just one thing in isolation. If my only marketing strategy, Ray, was just blogging, you know, I, I, it wouldn't work. I, I've got to do it in, in concert with, with, with multiple verticals that I'm focusing on. It's it's great because I, I love it and, and the take-up seems to be to be working really well for those people that are doing it and doing it well, which you are, and you've got some great-looking photos here, but... Um, and, and images and content, but it's a move away from real estate and it's towards a community. Uh, and, and like you Correct. said, so much marketing that agents do is, is a face and a logo and a phone number. And, and I, I believe at this point, mo- most consumers just switch off when they, when they see that. Yes. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, social media has provided an even bigger forum for, for those uh, for, for, for those type of agents. Uh, but look, it's got its place. Yep. Uh, social media, you know, if it's used effectively, it's, it's probably not dissimilar to, you know, 25 years ago when I said, okay, um, I'm going to create a database of uh, every person I meet to do, that, that owned real estate. I, I didn't know why or how or what I was going to do with it. So it's a, it's a bit like social media today. You sort of, you know, it's no longer optional technology. Is no longer optional. <clears throat> you're either doing it or, or, or you're not. Um, I, I probably wouldn't let perfection get in the way of getting started with it, though. I'd, you know, um, you, what, what you're looking at today isn't isn't you know for, for my my website and my marketing isn't what it was like you know three years ago. So I just started and I was a bit clunky with it and I sort of found my way around it. And in, in a year's time, it'll it'll probably be uh, even better and evolve again. So uh, you know, I think with these things, you, you just got to get get on board and maybe look at less self-promotion and more information um, but but certainly get started. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, when I finish the call, I'm going to study your article on Sydney's top 10 beachside bars. The best sunset oh. drinks from Bondi to Maroubra. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Excellent. Well, I've, I've, uh, I'll make sure that uh, n- next time you're here, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll go, go and have a drink at one of them for sure. I'd, I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah, per- <laughs> perfect. Adrian, Adrian, thank Sounds you so great. much. I'm, I'm going to let you go, uh, but I mean, congratulations on on your success. Um, even it's been twenty plus years. It's uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And on behalf of all all my listeners, I'd just like to thank you for sharing so much awesome information. Thanks so much, mate. Absolute pleasure, Ray, and thank you uh, for everyone for listening. Oh, that was great. Thank you, Adrian.
Yeah. Awesome. No, We've got a lot of, oh, lot of good. ripping content there, mate. Thank you. Oh, excellent, excellent. All right, mate, I'm glad. We'll shoot it through once you got it all up and running, and I'll, I'll share it as well, obviously. Thank you. And, I'll, um, I'll prep a graphic for, for my show notes uh, in yeah. where I'll need a high-res photo of you. I think I have one, but if I yeah. can't find one, I'll flick you a quick email. Just shoot, and, uh, shoot me an email. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. Or if there's I'll, – I'll, in fact, I'll send you one anyway. If there's a preferred shot you'd like me to use, I'll, I'll do something with that. Okay. All right. Okay. No, that's great, mate. Well, hopefully that, that was the sort of stuff you wanted and um, the listeners get something out of it. I think they'll get a lot out of it, and I'll, I'll put all the links that we talked about in the show notes as well. Awesome, buddy. You're a good man. But thank you, Adrian. Talk to you shortly. See you, mate. Thanks, Ray. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye Bye-bye. now. It's no coincidence. Real Estate's top agents use Real Estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features. But it's so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.